Lakers lose uh, 115-85 to the Phoenix Suns in Game 5. Now they are in a must-win situation. Must win not just uh, Game 6. They got to win the final two games to win the series. Uh, best Lakers can do now is take this back to Phoenix for what will be a game on Saturday. Uh, we do not know a tip-off yet. Um, let me throw out the phone number here real quick, and I'll kind of give everybody structure what I'm going to do in the post-game show tonight. So 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to give my opinion a little bit here, but what I'm really going to try to do is allow you guys to uh, to give your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on the series, um, obviously what you think, not just a Game 5, but what the Lakers got coming up in Game 6. A um, couple things stick out to me. I like fans. I, I'll just kind of be real um, when I describe what we just watched for the last two and a half hours or listened to here on 710 ESPN. It's one thing to lose. It happens. Um, you know, losses happen in sports, period. There's no way to, and bad losses. This, uh, is not something that's, you know, obviously different in any sense uh, of the imagination, but I'll just put it this way. I I didn't think the Lakers, and I mentioned this earlier with, uh, Travis Rogers this morning, we were uh, doing our show. Um, I didn't think the Lakers would win this game. I just thought that you had 16,000 fans in Phoenix you had a Suns team that was starting to ride some momentum after winning game four. Um, of course, Anthony Davis, if he doesn't play in this game, this is the pendulum swings all the way over to Phoenix. They, they just can't lose this game if they're going to win this series. And there was a lot kind of in their corner and on their side. So I didn't think Lakers would win this game. But it's one thing to lose, and it's another thing to lose a certain way. Lakers got demolished. Um you know they they weren't in this game from from the start. There was a point Lakers were down ten to five. I'm sorry, they were up ten to five, and then next thing you know, Phoenix went on a sixteen to nothing run. I thought Lakers were lucky by the time we got out of the first quarter, they were only down eight, and then in the second quarter, Lakers get outscored thirty two to ten. Let me say that again: in the second quarter, in a playoff game, game five of the playoffs, we all know how critical game fives are. And I'm going to go back to this. I was not expecting the Lakers to win this game tonight in Phoenix without Anthony Davis. I would have been surprised if they did. Let's put it that way. But I wasn't expecting them to be down 30 by halftime in this critical of a game. Um, you know, if, if you're looking to point the finger anywhere, uh, I, I think if you're the Lakers tonight, you're, you're only pointing the finger at yourself. I don't care if you're a role player. I don't care if you're a superstar. I don't care if you're the head coach or the coach staff, whatever the case is. Uh, obviously, Lakers losing a game by 30 points and being down by 30 at halftime in Game 5, you can't feel good about this game, and you can't feel good about what the future might hold. I mean, that that's just the reality of it. Um, you know, I was just mentioning that it's one thing you lose by 7 or 8 points. It's one thing that you feel like the effort is there, the fight is there, the grit is there. I didn't see any of that, Laker fans. That's the one thing that I, I walk away from this game that gives me the most upsetting feeling. It's one thing to lose, but it's how you lose. So that stands out to me. Um, we'll uh, we'll start taking some phone calls here, but 115-85 to 85, the final score. Lakers get blown out against the Phoenix Suns, and now they're in a must-win situation coming up. Game 6 at Staples Center. And if they're lucky and they're fortunate, and Anthony Davis can play, then they will, uh, you know, obviously put themselves in a position where Game Seven would be back in Phoenix on Saturday. 
877-710-ESPN. Let's uh, let's start uh, stay, taking some phone calls here. Uh, let's start off with, let's go to uh, Joe in the Inland Empire. Joe, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Joe? Doing sorry about that tonight. Um, yeah, we were pretty sorry tonight. Mm-hmm. I just have to say that um, I feel like our coaching isn't good. I have a couple points. Just I feel like our coaching isn't good. I feel like last season we got a good Vogel like when he was with Indiana and this season I feel like we're getting like Vogel from Orlando. I feel like he's just kind of all over the place with the rotations. He's not good. And Dennis Schroeder, he didn't even score a bucket today. He was terrible. Unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, I I don't know how that happened. Joe, let let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this real quick on on Dennis Schroeder. Um, Schroeder didn't score a bucket, you're right. And in arguably one of the most important games of his career because Anthony Davis is out. And this is somebody that's obviously trying to make, you know, and and God bless him, go make as much money as you can this upcoming off season. But games like this are not going to help you. What, what, what's the other point you're going to make Joe? And just the last thing, uh, just with Andre Drummond, you just wish that uh, with AD being out that Andre Drummond, he can level up and uh, uh, just show, you know, the things he did in Detroit. And uh, he just can't, he can't do the, pick and roll with LeBron at all. On one of the plays, he ran right into LeBron when <laughs> on the pick and roll. It was just terrible. Like, I just, I don't well, know. I, I, I'm going to hit on some of these role players. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Joe. Um, listen, if you're going to if you're gonna win a game without Anthony Davis, if you're going to win a game in the playoffs, I, I already hyped it up, all right? The, the position that the Suns are in and kind of a must win for them because you know they fall back three to two and Anthony Davis doesn't play I I don't know how they expect to win the series and 16,000 fans talking about it with Michael in the pregame this is the most important game in Phoenix in the last 10 years um so you knew Phoenix was going to come out they were going to be ready and the Lakers would have to play near perfect basketball Laker fans I I was you know I, I don't know how else to put it I was not expecting every player on this roster not to come through Role players didn't come through. Um, you know, LeBron was very just, eh, nothing special at all, right? Um, coaching staff, I heard uh, Joe talking about the rotations. Yeah, I'm a little confused on the rotations, too. I know Nothing has gone smooth uh, so far this season, and the playoffs are actually playing out exactly like the regular season. Nothing has gone smooth. Now, if Anthony Davis was healthy and, you know, he was still in there in the second half of uh, Game 4, maybe it's a completely different story. But I said this after game four. No one's going to sympathize with the Lakers. Chris Paul has been in and out of the lineup, got injured again, left I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, so this is the cards that have been dealt to the Lakers, and let's just say they have not lived up to playing with uh, w- what's been delivered for them. Uh, Ken in Newport Beach. Ken, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Ken? Hi, Alan. Um, well, you were talking about something that I wanted to get to, and there's two points, one about LeBron. What about leadership? There doesn't appear to be any leadership in this team this year in times like this when the team is falling apart. You know, there was no Rondo, there's no McGee, there's no Green, guys that have been there. And a perfect example of bad leadership is LeBron walking off the court on national TV. I got a 16-year-old son watching that, and he's going, Dad, isn't that bad, bad attitude? I went, you're sure it is. There's no reason to do that. 
you've got a lack of leadership. You've got teenagers, kids watching this game, and he walks off the court and goes in the to the locker room. Ken, I'm, I'm going mean, I'm, I'm to throw this out there, and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, so I get it. I, I I get the angle that you're you're trying to make here. If you're the leader of the Los Angeles Lakers, kind of stand there with your team as they take the L. Um, it could be as simple as this, Ken. Maybe he's going to the back to get treatment. That's simple. You know what? I'm going to tr- start my treatment early tonight because I know we got game six coming up on Thursday. Uh, I don't question LeBron's leadership. That's a personal thing for me. I, I don't question LeBron's leadership. I think uh, the dude has obviously been a leader his entire career. He carries doesn't matter what kind of team that you have. Lakers were awful tonight, so I can't justify that. Um, I don't think I would personally look too much into that. What I would look into, you know, you made the case of saying that Lakers don't have that many leaders and guys like Dwight Howard and Danny Green and JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo, all these players that were on the roster last year were veterans who had won championships. Um, Yeah, well, let's see how the rest of the season plays out because this was something I already knew was going to come up, and I think Laker fans have already brought up to me. If they didn't win a championship, there was going to be conversation of saying, well, why didn't you just run back the team that you already had? And Lakers obviously didn't do that. And I was a proponent of the moves they made this offseason yeah, I think like everybody, they wish Dwight stayed, but Rondo went and got paid. Danny Green, um, I thought, you know, to get Dennis Schroeder was a no-brainer. And then you got Wesley Matthews. But I don't want to talk about that yet because we're still in the middle of the playoffs. Let's see how things eventually pan out here. Um, when we come back, we'll continue to take your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. We have uh, a bunch of folks that are obviously lined up. I'll also take some tweets as well at Alan Sliwa on Twitter, 115-85, to Lakers lose by 30 to the Phoenix Suns in Game 5, Game 6 coming up this Thursday. Uh, stay right here. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Here is Paul down the middle. His pass stolen by the Lakers. Caruso's got it and brings it into the front court. Caruso going to the rim, lay it up and in. 62-36. We didn't have many of these tonight, but the defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance. And only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price, visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers lose 115-85 to against the Phoenix Suns. 
Um, Suns now up three games to two. You know, I want to go back, and we'll get a chance to hear from uh, LeBron. We'll get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Um, if anything comes up about LeBron, you know, leaving the game early, I know Ken brought that up. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like I said, I, to me personally, I think this more has to do with just treatment and so forth. But hey, if you want to, you know, complain about that, you certainly can. I'm, I'm complaining more about how the Lakers played tonight uh, on the basketball floor and. I think for me, at the end of the day, it comes down to, was the effort there? Did you feel like they were giving it their all? Do you think they just packed their bag midway through the second quarter and said, yeah, we don't have a shot against this? I will tell you, you know, something that um, Michael Thompson, John Ireland stuck with me during the broadcast. You could just tell who's winning this game just by body language. You know, you just kind of as that second quarter was progressing, Lakers were down eight going into that second quarter. A few minutes in, it just felt like, yeah, the Lakers got no shot in this game, not because of talent, not because um, they don't have good role players, but one team is playing like their life is on the line. The other team is just going through the motions, and that's predominantly what you felt from the Lakers uh, for the most part in uh, in tonight's game. Okay, let's take a couple more calls here. Leon in Beverly Hills. Leon, what's going on? You're on the uh, Pizza, uh, Pizza at Lakers Pulse game show. Hey, Alan, thanks for taking my call. And I don't know if you'll get to both of these points, but one is I really, this has been bugging me. I do not, is Montrez Harrell in the, in the doghouse? Because I am seeing him coming in like only at like when Frank feels like, uh, you know, as sort of a last option. This is like the reigning sixth man of the year. This is a guy that gives you energy. This is a guy that, you know, he may not move as quickly, you know, laterally, but neither does Gasol. It's not like Gasol is like this you know, awesome young talent on defense either. I, I just don't understand that. My second point is... Do you hey, think let, let me answer this. Let, let me answer this before you before you go off. Um, I, I don't... I have, to be genuinely honest with you, I have no idea why Montrez doesn't get more playing time. I really don't. I think that's a question for a lot of Laker fans out there. And I'm not saying Montrez tonight, if you gave him 30 minutes, Lakers wouldn't lose by 30. But um, when the team is lacking energy, when they're lacking some kind of punch, might not be a bad idea just to go to Montrez and see what he can do. And you're right, he is the sixth man of the year, reigning sixth man of the year. So to just have him sitting on the bench there you know, certainly doesn't help. And uh, I don't have an answer for you. I really don't. Um, I think it's worth a chance to say, let's try this guy. I heard Michael say during the broadcast that he'll probably get more opportunities in another round, but we might not have another round. What, what was your other point you wanted to make? I was just curious if you think they have enough solid shooters. Like, you look at, like, other teams in the league, and they can just knock down that open shot. Does this team have that? They don't, and I'll tell you why they don't, and I appreciate you being a part of the show. We're going to take a couple more phone calls here. They don't, as simple as this, um, they're not proving it. They're uh, they're not doing it. It's not happening. So, you know, at the end of the day, especially in the playoffs, you got guys that obviously are going to come through or they're not. So, no, I don't think they have uh, enough shooters. Okay, let's take a couple more phone calls here. Um, let's go to, let's go to Matt in Detroit. Matt, uh, appreciate you, uh, calling in here. You're on the pizza Lakers post game show. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, Alan, I think much like, uh, all Laker nation, I'm incredibly frustrated and disappointed with the game tonight. Um, we got totally smoked, right? But I think you just burn the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason to dwell on it. We have game six. We have to win two in a row against these guys uh, and save our season. And there's nothing really much to do except just get ready for game six. Like, this game was just an embarrassment. And um, I just want to preach, like, uh, perseverance and just we still have a game to play to save our season, right? 
And also, I wanted to touch on, I can't believe how the Lakers are never ready to come out and play from the jump. This team cannot fall behind early because the offense struggles so much sure. that you can't come, you can't let the other team get ahead of you because you're going to lose. Like our offense just has not, it, it, it hasn't clicked all year. You can't give up that lead early because you're pretty much doomed, right? Like, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And I wanted to tell Laker Nation, we're still in the fight. We're, we still got game six. And uh, just hang with our boys, dude. We're still in it. You know what I mean? Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, man. Calling all the way in from uh, Detroit. Um, you know, it's uh, it's almost kind of tough to think about game six right now. Listen, by the time we get to tomorrow, uh, Travis and I have a show tomorrow morning from 9 to 11. We'll start talking about it. We'll start kind of transitioning and um, and actually got a couple clips here that I could play about kind of looking forward and everything else. Um, the, the other piece is this. It's not just losing a game, but it's how you lose. That has a lot to do with it as well, and I think that's going to be the frustration from Laker fans. And Matt, you're right. Here's the reality. You win two games in a row, and you deserve to get to the second round. You're, you're battle-tested. You fought through you know more injuries, not just in the regular season, but also in the playoffs. Remember KCP, who was such a critical piece to the Lakers in that last championship run, uh, couldn't go in the last game, was a non-factor today until the Lakers finally pulled him out and, and he didn't come back in the game. So with all that being said, if they can get to the second round, yeah, you can you know build some momentum off of it. But it's so tough to think about that at this moment because they're not giving you enough to say. Um, like This wasn't one of those games where fourth quarter Lakers were only down by a couple of possessions and Dennis Schroeder had 18 and Kuzma had 18 as well and Drummond filled in for Anthony Davis at 14 and 12. You didn't have any of that. You just had a Lakers team that in the second quarter was outscored 32 to 10. Um Okay, let's do this when we come back. We'll get a chance to... Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's take a couple more calls here, and then I I, want to play one more thing. Um, Take a listen to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel for the upcoming elimination game, what that's going to look like. Take a listen to Coach. Yeah, well, we got a good team. You know, we got to do the best we can over the next 48 hours to get get a little more healthy. You know, really working, you know, with with our treatments to get some of our guys back and... um, and remain confident in, in, you know, the depth that we have. You know, we've got a deep team uh, to withstand some of the injuries, and, um, you know, we got to take care of our home court. As far as Anthony is concerned, he, he went out and moved around. Uh, I don't know exactly how close he was, but he wasn't able to go. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. Um, we're not used to this, right? Lakers were not in an elimination game last season. That never happened. Remember, they won gentlemen sweep in the first three rounds and then only lost two games to the Miami Heat. So this is uh, this is different territory here. We have not been a part of this. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Benny in Los Angeles. Benny, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Lakers postgame show. <laughs> Why is that a shooter losing zero points? This is not right. Frank Volk has to play Montrez Hill more. Like he's going to win seven. Could have had a better point than that. I mean, if you're going to... At least if you're going to hang up, come with something a little bit better. Um, all right, let's take another call here. Uh, Tony in Miami. Tony, thank you for calling in. What's going on, Tony? I'm laughing at that last caller. I feel like him. I'm <laughs> on the verge of tears tonight, Alan. By the way, I'm a super big fan of your show. I listen to you after every game. 
Appreciate but today, it. Thank you. Today was not a day to lay down. I look at all these other teams. First of all, I just want to start with the fact that we're basically getting blown out. We're getting cooked by 25 years and younger type teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember he had a quote this year saying that he basically needs his team to get him to where they need to be, and he'll handle the rest. And it's like Phoenix did the opposite. CP3 got them through the regular season, and these young guys are handling the rest. I'm sorry, but I'm the one LeBron sexual that's going to hold him accountable. Even since last game, those last two, three possessions when we're only down by eight, Dennis missed the layup, he hangs his head down. Him and Dennis don't get back in transition. Mm. Something else happened prior to that play, too. He didn't get back in transition. You're jogging up the court. You're hanging your head down. Every possession, every time someone makes a mistake, I mean – and then Kuzma, I don't know if something's like, you know, something's happening at home between him and Winnie. He's not playing well. Dennis, Mr. $40 million, Mr. $40 million. Who's going to pay this guy $100 million? You can't even scratch during a playoff series. Hmm. Even if we go win in Staples on Thursday, I don't want to see a game seven on Saturday with an energized, full capacity Phoenix crowd. It's like, why do we even put ourselves in this situation? Why do we even put I don't care about no AD. about speed. Tony, we're losing you there. The excuses. We we uh, listen. I appreciate. I no no. You're good. I appreciate you calling. We were losing you there a little bit, and we got to get to a break. But uh, you know, I I can sit here and try. I I get the frustration because I'm frustrated too. You know, as a lifelong Laker fan, I feel the exact same way. Laker fans who are calling into the show or just listening, whatever the case is, and I don't really have a defense to it. I don't. I mean, if. If I could sit here and tell you, hey, I'm optimistic about Game 6, I don't know, why would I walk away feeling optimistic about Game 6 the way this game went down? Now, can Anthony Davis come back Game 6 and clean everything up? Maybe he can. But here's the reality. If AD couldn't go in Game 4 in the second half and then couldn't go in Game 5, obviously he's hurting. There's something there, so it's not like this is... uh, you know, obviously, this this is not something that you could just kind of turn the page on. All right, um, when we come back, LeBron James had some comments about the loss. He also had some comments about how the Lakers move forward. We'll get into all that coming up next. Thank you for being a part of the show. Continue to call in. I'll do my best to take your calls. 877-710-ESPN. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint, Lakers lose the Points in the Paint battle 44-32. They lose the game 115-85. to Let me play something here real quick from LeBron James giving his thoughts on tonight's 30-point loss to the Suns. I don't know. We got our ass kicked. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, they did, got to whatever they wanted to get to in this game. And, uh, you know, we got to be better, obviously, if we want to force a game seven. So, um, obviously, a lot to uh, learn from in this game, a lot to cover. See, uh, 
you know, what we got to do better going into game six. But, uh, I mean, they, they pretty much just kicked our ass. I mean, there's nothing else really to say. LeBron on how the Lakers move forward. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, right now, you know, just got to watch some more film and see in ways we can um, you know, try to exploit some of their overhelping. Um, I mean, we, we're getting some really good looks. We're just just not making shots. We're literally just not making shots. And, um, you know, it's my job to get guys open looks and finding guys and putting guys in rhythm, you know, and also staying in rhythm myself. But we're just not making many shots. And, uh, and we're we going to trust the pass like we always done. And we're going to continue to move the ball, continue to share the ball, and shoot with confidence going into game six on our own floor. All right, let me uh, take a few more phone calls here. Game six, by the way, uh, Thursday night at Staples Center, 7.30 tip-off, 6 p.m. will be pregame show. Let me just throw this out there. Um, if you are going to that game on Thursday night, Lakers-Suns, and we'll see how things obviously play out with uh, with Anthony Davis, but that place has got to be rocking because you got to imagine Phoenix tonight, 16,000 fans. I was telling Michael before the game, they, they see just over 18,000, I think, is their capacity, so... 16,000 fans, home court is back. It's impactful. It's it's a big difference than we thought six months ago. So um, this upcoming game on Thursday, I'm hoping Laker fans, whatever capacity looks like, I think the last game was about 7,500, that it feels like a home court advantage. Lakers are going to need it. If not, their season's going to be over. Javier in Pasadena. Javier, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers postgame show. Go ahead, Javier. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just you know, look, look, all these Laker fans, the die I'm I'm thinking to the diehard Laker fans. Mm-hmm. The ones that look the, for the show. What do what do we say? The leg show. Okay, now in order for LeBron not to lose his reputation to not to lose in the first round, he has to win this round and it's gonna be his first. So that just sets it all up for Bollywood, baby. Hollywood at that. Okay? Nobody's gonna write the script of this. Nobody's gonna say, Oh, He's going to lose game, game five. And guess what? We're going to win two straight. We're going to go to Staples Center, get that, and then we're going to go back to AZ and get that. And guess what? In seven, L.A., it's all good. And if it doesn't happen, guess what? Then I'm just going to be so amazed that it didn't happen. <laughs> okay? And that's from Pasadena, Smokey One. Hey, shout out to my brother, Edgar, in Pasadena. Javier. He's crying. But that's okay because he's always crying because he he's drunk. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Javier. Thank you for calling in. All right, all right. Um, he's optimistic that Lakers win two in a row. Javier, we could sit here all day and we could talk about it. Um, either Lakers are going to do it or they're not, and it's it's kind of it, let me simplify it, right? And by the way, and I appreciate the positivity there, saying, listen, this is the script. LeBron's never lost in the first round. I think John was saying fourteen and zero in the first round. Um, and when I say he's going to do it and they're going to do it or he's not, what I'm really referring to is there's not really much to say. You know, this wasn't one of those games. While the Lakers were going on, Denver and Portland were having an unbelievable battle. I think uh, game went into overtime. They go double overtime. Uh, Dame was hitting shots left and right, breaks a record, 12 three-pointers, the most in a playoff game, broke actually Michael Thompson's son's record, Clay Thompson. Um Lakers didn't have a battle like that where it was back and forth, where uh, both teams are, you know, kind of showing their fight. They got they got demolished tonight. They got blown out tonight. So it's a little tougher to sit here in the postgame show. Oh, Lakers, they'll be fine. They'll win two in a row. They're not giving you optimism to walk away in a game like this to where you think, hey, you know what? We'll be fine and everything will be all right. 
Um, and a lot of that obviously is going to come down to Anthony Davis's health. Let's go to uh, Jesse in Corona. Jesse, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers postgame show. Oh, thank you for having me. I just want to say that um, I know at the beginning of the season, the way it looked, that um, you know all these acquisitions we got and everything else, and everybody was hopeful and it looked really good. I mean, I must admit, I like everyone else. But of course, you have to learn, you know, of course, to play together, to have that chemistry. And we never had that all season. And it was exposed tonight because we've been fortunate with LeBron and with Davis. And I think, in my opinion, that kind of covered up a lot of our weaknesses mm-hmm. and what we didn't have. And now with Davis out, it really showed it. Okay? You know, you know, Jesse, and... but, but Jesse, just to play off of that, you know, when you say it really showed it, that's how the team's built, right? It just LeBron and Anthony Davis are everything, and you take one of those two guys out of the equation – and listen, I'm not I'm not here to justify anything, but they're exposed. But they're of course they're going to be exposed if AD's not there. What I didn't think was going to happen is Dennis Schroeder didn't have a point. A lot of these other role players were not impactful, and we talked about that second quarter. Lakers were outscored just in that second quarter by 22. But continue with your point. Well, I think, and you're right because I mean I think that the, uh, of course LeBron and AD they do um they everyone else gets an opportunity because of those two. And you, we miss only one. I, I get that, but like you said, with the effort though, that shouldn't. Have, there is no excuse for that. And I'm a diehard Laker fan myself, because I was a kid. So I was 15, 15 years old when Magic came into the league from uh, Michigan State. I tell you, I loved them ever since then. And I've, I'm, I'm there when they're, when they're going great, and I'm still there when they're when they're down. But this right here showed me a little something here. Like I said, we have to do. I mean, the chemistry has to be there. That really affected it. Shooter or shorter, whatever, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, I mean, his guy wants a big contract. He wants to do something and everything else. And by all means, hey, go out there and make your money, brother. Yeah, but and he's probably going to hit. Though. Jesse, he's probably going to hit, and I appreciate you calling in. He'll probably eventually hit the open market, which is what he was hoping for, and then we'll see what the market you know, is, has in store for him. Um, the chemistry one is interesting. Uh, to an extent, it's chemistry, but it also – the Lakers just – I've used this analogy many times where I talk about the engine starts going. And just when you think, okay, here we go, things are going to start going, bam, everything just comes to a complete stop. That's how the Lakers season has gone. Playoffs have been no different. They lose the first game, and then all of a sudden things start going the Lakers' way. AD comes back after everybody was talking about how awful he was in game one, drops 34-plus uh, 34 points and in, in double-digit rebounds two games in a row. And now you start to think, here we go. Now you got to do is win game four at Staples Center. you got complete control of the series. And then again, it just stops. That's been the Lakers' season. So, you know, I think unfortunately uh, so far for the Lake Show, just when you think things might be churning, everything just comes to a complete halt. And then tonight it was not just something off the floor, but on the floor they lose by 30 points. More of your phone calls coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. 115.85, Suns over the Lakers. We'll start talking a little bit about Game 6 as well coming up and what to expect. We'll do all that next. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, I got to I gotta be better for sure. That's not even a question. Um, like I said, uh, I don't even know if I'm watching film on that one. I think we got to flush that one. Uh, stay positive. And uh, I'm going to be better you know, in game six. And uh, I mean, uh, I think everybody can do better, but, you know, it starts with me. Uh, for sure, AD was out. It starts with me, you know, being aggressive um, and, uh, you know, helping LeVon, all these other guys, you know, to, to touch the paint and put the pressure on the, on the rim. Um, so, I mean, that's, that starts with me, for sure. 115-85, Lakers lose to the Suns. That's Dennis Schroeder right there talking about his accountability, that it starts with him, especially without Anthony Davis. I don't have to... Uh, I don't have to, you know, go really any further into that for those that were asking about Dennis Schroeder. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious to get his thoughts on this game, right? He didn't have any points. Uh, this is not – it's not common from Dennis Schroeder to have this type of performance, but he had it in game five when, you know, all the eyes it, – it, it's something I, I've kind of harped on. LeBron and Anthony Davis cover up a lot for the Lakers, a lot. Um, they cover up more than any, you know, two superstars can in the NBA – so then it just comes down to this. It comes down to when you need all your other role players. When AD has a bad game, you know what we talk about in the postgame show? That AD had a bad game. When AD has a good game, you know what we talk about? AD had a good game. Uh, a lot of times we spend, obviously, a good amount of time talking about LeBron and Anthony Davis. Here's the reality. The reality is um, you had to have your role players step up tonight. They didn't do it. Nobody stepped. And this isn't an individual loss. This is a team loss. They didn't lose by one because somebody made a bad mistake. They were giving up 60-plus points in the first half, gave up 115 points to the Suns, where on average in the first four games they were actually 100, under 100 points. So their defense wasn't there. And then offensively, they just – Lakers can't get into any rhythm. They can't hit three, four threes in a row to get them going. It just nothing goes right on the offensive end, and this game was obviously a complete blowout. Let me read off a couple tweets here real quick. Robert Valentine on Twitter. Um, they might come out and play good after this slap to the face and win, but then Game 7 is in Phoenix. Don't see it. What's going to change? Uh, let's get another one here. Not everybody uh, very confident at the moment. David, yes, sir, on Twitter. Now, these guys can't open shots to save their lives. They have no heart and give up so easily. About to get closed out at home. So a lot of Laker fans, you know, th- this is interesting, and as I take some more of these calls – you guys can also just throw in how you think this game six is going to go. I'm not even going to say game seven because uh, we got to get through game six before we even get that far. Um, do you think the Lakers force a game seven? If Anthony Davis is healthy, is it uh, no question about it, they force game seven? And if AD's not healthy, you think the series just ends in six games and this is how the Lakers season is going to end? They will uh, not obviously defend their championship and they'll stay at number 17, and they'll have an entire offseason, a full offseason with plenty of time to rest up, get healthy, figure out what they're going to do in the offseason. So I'll take some calls on that. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Calm in Los Angeles. What's going on? You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers Pulse Game Show. Thanks for taking my call. You got I just it. Wanted to re- I just wanted to remind Laker fans that we do have 17 championships, and sometimes it's nobody's fault. But injury, not only is AD out, but LeBron is still injured. Now, 
I go back to when Magic Johnson pulled a hamstring against Detroit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more painful than that. Or James Worthy getting hit, uh, getting injured against the Chicago Bulls. Or Andrew Bynum against Boston. So, Laker fans, hold your head up. You know, I understand the complaining because you're on a Laker high, and it's it's hard to come down from a Laker high. So, come, I, I, I appreciate the call, and and uh, I, listen, I think I think it's a it's a good perspective to have. I don't think, and uh, thank you for calling in, bud. Um, I don't think tonight. <laughs> here's the reality. I don't think. I think when the dust settles, come you call back and you could calm everybody down. Um, but I think tonight when you're coming off a 30 point loss in game five against the Phoenix Suns, it's tough to have, it's tough to have that perspective because I'm trying to think of it from my own head and, uh, there'll be a separate conversation for that. Hopefully it's nothing, you know, not sooner than later, but it could be the case. I mean, here's the reality. AD could not be ready. If he's not ready to go for game six, you're at Staples Center, and Phoenix can easily win that game, and that could be the series. That can happen. We saw AD wasn't ready for the second half of the game in Game 4, um, but maybe things change. We've One thing I will say so far about this series, things kind of change on a dime. Um, when you thought, hey, Phoenix took Game 1, this is a uh, – you can't lose game. Lakers change the series. Just when you thought Lakers have control of the series, AD goes down. Phoenix comes back in that third quarter specifically. Uh, game changes in um, the series changes in game four. And now all of a sudden, here we are. They're up three games to two. Anything can happen over the course of, uh, uh, you know, obviously 24 hours. Let's go to so many to choose from, Laker fans. So many to choose from. Let's go to Eric and Bell Gardens. Eric, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Eric? Hey, yeah, hey, uh, just real quick. Um, I predicted this was going to happen. You know, I don't want to be. I'm a Laker fan, but I don't want to be a, a party pooper. But I pretty much predicted that David was going to get hurt because of his history. I predict that uh, LeBron was going to be able to carry the whole load by himself. I predicted that uh, we can't depend on Kuzma or Caruso. I mean, they're good role players, but not against a number two, a number two C team, you know. So, a bunch of my Laker buddies got mad at me for this, but I just told them, look at it, look at it, reality, man. The Suns are a young, fast team. The Lakers are not a fast team. Well, you know? Eric, and I think it has a lot to do, and I appreciate you calling into the uh, post game show. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with, and we'll go back to this, just the health, right? Like the the health plays such a big factor. And it played such a big factor in uh, in this series so far, and we'll see how it eventually you know plays out. If this is the way the Lakers um, go down, and this is the way the series ends, I think more conversation is going to be about the Lakers' health than it's going to be about anything else. All right, I'm going to take one more quick call here, Pedro and in Inglewood. Pedro, thank you for calling in. What's going on, Pedro? Hey, what's up, Alan? Uh, first of all, I'm more upset than anything because. The Lakers were the last leg of my parlay, and they blew it by halftime. So it's never a good feeling when you have no hope to hit your bet at halftime. But what I really wanted to say was, first of all, the reason I bet the Lakers tonight was because I thought it was going to be a LeBron-type game. I was thinking 40 points plus. Like, he's going to take 20-plus shots. He's going to force the issue. But he didn't. But I get what he was trying to do in the first quarter. He was trying to get his teammates involved. But once I saw him do a one-pass to, to Kuzma, and he was wide open for the three, and Kuzma passed out of it, hmm. I knew it was going to be a bad night. 
And then second of all, the Lakers really dropped the ball in free agency. They, they, they picked up Schroeder and, and Montrezl Harrell for what? Like, Montrezl Harrell to not play in the playoffs? Like, you, I get it. You need guys for the regular season. But if you're not going to play this guy in the playoffs, why are you, why are you, you know, signing him? Like, that's, that's, that's no point. And then Schroeder, Mr. $84 million man, betting on himself. Like, who's going to pay you? Okay, okay, Schroeder. All right, whatever. You want to be a free agent? You're not going to score any points? How about you play some defense? How is Cameron Payne making you look like a, a G League player? Hmm. Like, where's the heart? Where's the heart, Lakers? Like, I, I don't know what to say. The Lakers laid down well, tonight. It, and, and let, let, me, let, let me help out on this, Pedro. I appreciate you calling in. And, uh, by the way, everybody who called in, thank you very much. And I apologize, but this is uh, – uh, that that's it. That's the only. That's the most amount of calls I could take. Uh, we're coming to a close here of the post game show. So I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Um, let me say this: a lot of the questions that you have about free agency, what the Lakers did off season, why didn't you play Montrez Harrell if you signed him? You gave him, you know, the money that you had uh, that was available. All that will come in time. And until I think the Lakers are either eliminated against the Phoenix Suns or they go on this run and win the next two games and the playoffs continue, I'm going to wait on some of those questions, but they're fair points. Uh, 115 to 85, the final score. A couple quick shout-outs here. Uh, thank you to Jesse Lopez, Rebecca Womble, and Laura Romo Lopez internally here at the station. A um, couple things I'm going to promote. Thursday at 7.30 will be Game 6 from Staples Center. If you got tickets... Uh, we, we need a rock and staple center if Lakers got a chance to uh, take this to Game 7. Pre-game show with myself and Michael will start at 6 p.m. Tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m., 8.55 actually is when Travis and I start. Travis Rogers and I will uh, continue this Lakers conversation. So 8.55 tomorrow, uh, you can uh, talk uh, local here with uh, Travis and I. Um, and then Lakers talk tomorrow night from 7 to 9 p.m. So we're, we got plenty of opportunities to talk Lakers basketball. I hope you guys can be a part of it. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Unfortunately, circumstances tonight have the Lakers in a 3-2 hole against the Phoenix Suns. Um, we'll be back tomorrow morning. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.